Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the all-new KBLE Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network. Often duplicated, but never replicated. You're listening to the all new KBLU Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network. Often duplicated, never replicated. You're listening to the all new KBLU Radio Network. Blue Raven Network. You're listening to SOJC Radio, where truth in the Word of God is found. SOJC Radio, where you are on the fringe of your Holy Ghost encounter. Good evening and welcome to FOJC Radio Church. We are very thankful for each and every one of you joining us this evening. We have a special broadcast tonight on this Monday evening called Electronic Armageddon, Mind Control in America. And our very special guest tonight is Scott Hensler. He is new to FOJC Radio, so... I am going to start the broadcast this evening by welcoming Scott to FOJC Radio and allowing him to introduce himself to our audience this evening and also to let people know how that they can get in contact with him and get his information. So welcome to FOJC Radio, Scott. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be a good night. We've got a lot of information for everyone. Absolutely. And tell everybody how they can get a hold of your ministry. Give us your contact info uh, to where people, and we'll give it out also at the top of the hour. But All right. I, uh, I am in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I've been here for several years now, and my main website was my name, scotthensler.org. But recently, since of dealing with the psychotronics, dealing with targeted individuals, then uh, we changed everything over to tinfoilhatclub.com. And if you go to tinfoilhatclub.com and go to the contact tab, you can get the address, email, and phone. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I minister. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do my own show. And so if you just go to tinfoilhatclub.com, everything will be there. 
Very good, and I want you all to go over and check out Scott's information. I have been doing so, and I have been very blessed with the information there. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, Scott. How did you come to be at the place you're at this evening? Okay, there was a little bit of feedback there. Okay. So I, uh, I originally in 2000 was in a position where I was subject to an individual that was now I know as SRA, and actually at the time I referred to it as borderline personality disorder. And because of the spiritual and, and other aspects of that type of relationship, I had become uh, abused, I had become victimized, I had become spiritually infected. And after the relationship, the, the um, problems that arose from it were so intense that I was concerned that I wasn't going to be able to survive. And so I started seeking um, deliverance ministries, not really knowing what I was doing or what I was looking for. And luckily within Scottsdale, Arizona, within the Phoenix area, there was a deliverance ministry that I pretty much stumbled into. And when they started praying for me and doing what they do, then the stuff started lifting off of me. I started being able to get back to me again. Um, the hurts and the wounds that came out of that relationship were healed. And the generational curses that I had upon me were broken. And I was so um, uh, amazed at this coming from a technical engineering background because, you know, I came from science where you had to see it to believe it, and now this was a spiritual issue, but I lived through it. And so now I dedicated myself to, to research it. And in my research, came across all the information that uh, led to the, the mass infection of the Christian church, the mass infection of those people who are in the world of the occult, being demonized or possessed, whether it's satanic ritual abuse that brought it in, whether it was generational curses, and by ministering and researching and piecing it together, I was able to put my ministry together, in which now is my 17th year, and been uh, you know running into one problem or another, which now we know as psychotronics. And we'll talk about that tonight, under the MK Ultra Mind Control and those things that are being implemented for a voice to skull. Because now there's a new kid on the block, meaning that instead of just devils, demons, we now have electronic means. We have weaponry that's being used against people that can mimic demons, that can mimic mental illness and even cause sicknesses like infirmities. So this is where I'm at today. And... Um, Again, being in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, it removes me from from being within large areas. So most of my ministry is over the phone. A lot of people do come to see me, but the radio shows and all the um, internet connections that I've put on with you know YouTube and so forth have been to educate, because that's really what it's amount to. I can only do so much by myself. So the point is education. Well, very good. Well. Take us into topic tonight, and just take us where you will, and uh, unpack this for us, and okay. uh, let us know what we need to know about this. 
So just take us where you will, Scott. Well, back in 2010, I had gone back to Phoenix for a short time. I've been up here in Idaho for 10 years. I went back for a couple years and worked with another ministry down there. And there was a young woman that would come in who was schizophrenia. And I had schizophrenic issues. And we would pray for her. We would, you know, get some things broken and cast them out. But the main root issue did not go away. The severity did not lessen. It still was a situation that was, you know, we were scratching our heads. And it really wasn't until a year later when I had left that ministry and came back up here to Arizona that I found out about voice-to-skull technology. And so what I was dealing with was that even though she may have had demons that were, um, you know, in her brain or her mind, uh, that the, the the necromancy, the clairvoyance, uh, the, the stuff that was going on, even though those were rectified, the doors were closed and they were cast out, she was still being um, hammered by psychotronics, voice to skull. So she literally would think that she could hear the other people within the apartment complex. Uh, she literally thought they were talking about her. She could hear the conversations and everything. And really what it was was just this electronics. And so in my research, coming into that, then that's when I stumbled across gang stalking along with, with uh, all the other uh, aspects of it, which is a social engineering causing people through pain compliance to behave in a certain way. And so the, the whole project is a cause and effect. Now, as I looked into it even deeper, looking back exactly where the technology came from, I came across the Montauk Project, Montauk, Long Island, New York. And there, back in the 70s, all the way through the 80s, was a mind control program that involved both trauma-based mind control, like SRA, but also involved electronic mind control. And at that particular time, they were going around the country and they were kidnapping or luring young men into you know, the facility. And literally thousands of young men had gone through this facility, which was all government run. It was a black ops. And the, the whole thing was, was MKUltra with electronic means. And so what they were doing was experimenting even back then on this technology. Now, they came across this technology by um, what was known as the Philadelphia Experiment. So it actually goes back that far because they found when they were inducing the high amounts of electromagnetism, the radio radiation, that the, the um, effects of the mind, hearing voices hearing different tones, white noise, um, being uh, brought into a consciousness that, that uh, their cognitive abilities were no longer. So when they abandoned the project uh, publicly, then they moved everything to Montauk trying to research why the sailors were affected by the radio uh, transmitters that they were using to do uh, the, the stealthing, to do the cloaking of the ship. And in that, then they used radar equipment. They used what they had at the time because there wasn't anything available. But with the engineers that they had and the scientists that they had, they quickly came to 
a development of particular systems where instead of, you know, let's say taking weeks or months to program somebody through trauma-based, they were able to do electronically within days. And that was a major step. So that whole project of the Montauk wasn't just for um, the experiments to 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 uh, to to form hybrids or or for diseases or for germ warfare. It also was for mind control. So when I finally put it, pieced all this together and started putting the information out, then those that were uh, suffering from it, those who were targeted, those who were TI'd, then start contacting me. Now, at this time, I had a, a co-host with me on my show who, come, who, who was very strong in the occult, who at one time was a practicing witch, was considered an occult forensic expert, and actually worked for some law enforcements uh, in, in teaching them on when they would come across to, uh, satanic ritual abuse. And so with her information and what I was piecing together, then we were able to find a, a center ground of understanding of it being the Luciferian doctrines that have been brought into our government, brought into the CIA, whether it was from Project Paperclip, whether it was from the scientists from Nazi Germany to, to today, all of them have a connection in, in Luciferianism, in the occult. And so whenever you have mind control through electronic means, you still have the devil in the details. So those who are being uh, targeted, those who are suffering from this issue, there's always a spiritual issue along with it too. And one of the things that I've tried to, to do is to define that. So when someone calls me or someone comes in, obviously there's always going to be a spiritual issue, but I'm looking at percentages. Is, is this person dealing more with, with uh, mind control that has to do with voice to skull from psychotronics? Or is it they've, they've actually got spirits in their brain, in their mind, that whether it was a witchcraft in their family, whether they had someone that did necromancy, uh, whether they were Freemasons and opened up to the third eye, whatever the situation is, I try and distinguish that. I try and determine what the cause is coming from an engineering background and, and having to uh, locate a problem and rectify it, it's been my nature to actually get to the root cause instead of just trying to blanket it with, with a you know, particular subject. So with that, I have found that those who are TI'd still deal with a spiritual issue. Those who come in that are have curses upon them, whether it's you know from their, their parents or grandparents, Either of them, eventually, they run into both sides, and it's becoming an epidemic. And I say that because the cell towers today are running what we call double duty. Now, the frequencies that the cell towers on, turns out, they were selected on purpose because they happen to be, whether it's in harmonics, whether it is of the um, basic fundamental frequencies, they're what is part of the mind and how it functions, the resonance of the mind, uh, the particular, whether it's the frontal lobe, the back lobe, whether it's uh, audio or whether it's video, visual, that these frequencies that are on the cell towers correlate to that function. So it is not by mistake that they're on those frequencies. And now they're digital. They've gotten away from analog. 
And so that means then they're able to map a person's mind. And what that means is by uh, through through um, the the ability to read the pulses in the mind to see the particular format, much like an MRI, a CAT scan, where they can literally see the mind working, they're mapping the mind. And when they map the mind, then they have a your combination. They have quote your signature. And once they have your signature, no matter where you go in the United States, even if you're out of cell phone range, you can have Iridium satellites uh, cause white noise, cause you to have the God complex where you think you're hearing God, uh, that you're being tormented by demons, or that you have some relationship uh, with another being. Um, you know, even the visual can be brought in. So you may actually hallucinate and see things as well as hear them. Now, the mind is a two-way street, meaning that with this, that with these cell towers on a basis called carrier, which is part of heterodyning, that's how transmitters work, then they're able to actually use your mind, use your ears, use your eyes to hear and to visually see. So not only do they know what you're thinking, they see what you see and hear what you hear. And they can also, through cause and effect, inject something into you that may be fear, that may be um, euphoria, something that may be you know different than your normal emotions. And through that, they can control you. They can literally make you think that you're thinking what you're thinking. There's a saying out there now, don't believe everything that you think. Yeah. And the reason is, is because of that. So that leads us right to where we are today and what I do. And that's pretty much, in a nutshell, the technology without getting into too much specifics. And it uh, being able to map somebody, this can actually be done through the use of a cell phone. This is not something that is as, you know, that you can use uh, it. I'm trying to say here, that someone could actually map your mind with a cell phone. Is this correct? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. In fact, many... Now, that it, it isn't necessary in total anymore because they've gone to the next stage. But the individuals they call gang stalkers, many of them were homeless people. Many of them were street people. Many of them were those that were in institutions and so they systematically went through them to determine who they could re-educate, re, uh, that could put, bring back into a society to some point. Hence, you have the FEMA camps. Hence, you have uh, the universities in California, Berkeley. And through their uh, DARPA program, what they've done is they've taken these people and they've trained them to use specific cell phones like smartphones, iPhones, that have apps on them that, again, remember I mentioned that the cell phone frequencies are at that resonance of your mind or in part. And so with this app, they literally can walk up behind you. And generally what happens, let's say you're going through a, uh, a grocery checkout. You've gone to the grocery store, you bought some vegetables, you're in the checkout, and you're swiping your card and you're punching your, your code in. The guy behind you, Literally, could be holding his phone down at his waist or acting like he's holding it and he's texting. 
But in reality, because he's standing behind you, he has pointed his phone at the base of your skull. And so he's probably been assigned to you. He's followed you around. He's got you now in a position. He just hits go. It quickly maps the mine and then uploads it to the main system. This is part of what NSA, this is part of what's in Salt Lake City. The main facility also for the control point is now in Boulder, Colorado. So with all the black ops, with all the money they've poured into everything, most of the individuals out there now, the people listening, if you're having problems, it's because your mind has been mapped. And once that's in the computer, I want you to understand that the Cray computer, now I worked for Motorola, I worked for General Electric, I contracted with Intel. So I'm very familiar with this stuff. And when it comes to the Cray computer, Cray actually means reptilian or reptile. If you look at the first Cray computers, they literally look like the Tower of Babylon. Now, they're a high-speed computer that the chips Motorola originally made. Motorola chips were always faster than Intel chips, but they were used in military projects. And so with the high-speed ability to crunch the numbers, they've also now gone into artificial intelligence. So this artificial intelligence now is developing a, a relationship with you in the sense that it knows you better than it knows you, you know yourself. So now it can literally cause you to get angry with your wife, can cause you to to leave your wife, uh, get get angry on the job, or or just generally be a social problem, all extending from the gang stalker that stood behind you in the grocery store that mapped your mind. That's how complex it is today. Now, as they store more, as they're able to put more numbers in the computer. Obviously, they need need the ability to to process this information more. Again, that's one of the reasons Salt Lake City was put in. It isn't just for data mining. It isn't just for storing of it. You've got to be able to process a lot of information to deal with a lot of people. And because of the high-speed computers today that come from the Cray supercomputer morphing and, and eventually evolving into uh, the, the uh, artificial intelligence, then they're able to do masses individually. So you and I could be in a crowd, let's say, of a 1,000 people. You and I were mapped. They could send the radio signal out, and it's only you and I that would be affected by it. Everyone else in the crowd would not even know anything about it. This is why you're seeing mass shootings. This is why you're seeing crime committed uh, heinously that you just can't understand why anybody would have done such a thing. And unfortunately, that is what they're doing. They're seeing how far they can take the human to their level of breaking point. Now, that also means that you have the hive controllability. So now you could literally take masses of people, and instead of coming in with the UN, literally bring them into a hypnotic state and march them right into the FEMA camps. Now... I want you to understand, too, that that's not across the board. That's not always going to work, and it's not always going to be a sure thing. You may get someone for a time, but one thing about the human mind in our will, that with, especially if you have the blood of Christ, if you are one who believes on to him, 
and that you have been through deliverance. Now, that's another thing that is so important about deliverance is that I myself, let's say that I hear a voice. Okay, I've been through deliverance. I know that it's not a demon. I know it's psychotronics. Those who have not been through it cannot distinguish between the two. So many of them will either give in, succumb to it, or potentially not even want to seek help because they're afraid to speak to other people about it. Okay? So what they've done is they've captured you. You've now become antisocial. Or you may become one that, um, well, suicide rates. Suicide rates are off the chart. Look at the, the military troops. Many of them, unfortunately, have been through this program. Whether it's in Iraq or Afghanistan, it was part of uh, what, what DARPA refers to as a, as a silent communication to each other and being the ability then to uh, speak to another soldier without a spoken voice. Being able to speak to a UN soldier with another language because the computers that are operating it have language translators. So as I think in English, let's say I'm with a, a Hispanic individual, they hear Spanish. They hear it in their language. And as they think in their language, it's translated back to me in English. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is how far it has gone. Now, this was also a program that was implemented during Vietnam with the uh, tunnel rats, the men that would actually go down into the uh, Viet Cong caves, their tunnels, that they had the ability to communicate upside to those up on top. Now, it was only a selected few. It wasn't across the board. But that program was so successful, it was one of the reasons the CIA wanted to continue it. And so those individuals who came back from Vietnam, they didn't unplug them they continued, and unfortunately, most of them fell into peril because uh, it drove them crazy. You could imagine never getting away from the voices. You can imagine what they had done to them and how terrible that is that, that they would have done that to our vets. But if anyone is dealing with this, please understand that you're not crazy. This really is happening. You're not alone, and there is help. But when it comes to the masses of how they're trying to, to bring us in, or corralling us, I should say, that the only way we're, we're going to come out of this is to come together. And so that's one of the things why Julie, Julia Thompson and I are trying to work on. Uh, I was contacting some representatives today of, the, of Idaho. Uh, there needs to be a mass awareness because the next step literally is when they throw the switch, those who have not been through deliverance may literally think they're going crazy. And how terrible that is when the mind breaks. Yeah, this is reality. Um, it's a reality that we can't ignore. And it's so similar to satanic ritual abuse. We went through very much the same process. When people would go through deliverance and there were still things going on, we begin to discover that the problem was many times uh, ultra-personality personalities either brought on through uh, trauma or through deliberate programming and now there's a new kid on the block uh, mm. when when deliverance is ministered uh, there's another thing we have to look at another option on the table we have to look at this uh, electronic aspect and you use the term 
synthetic demons, and it's literally, we've got, uh, and the same way in SRA, what they, uh, the um, inner self-helper, as they would call it, often acts like a devil because it's so aggressive, but it's not. It's just a split of the personality. And in the same way here, there are things from this electronic aspect that can literally mimic uh, what a person ministering deliverance would think might be a devil. Isn't that correct? Yeah, unfortunately. In fact, uh, like I say, the, 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 the gal that I was working with, I really didn't come to that conclusion until later. So I don't know whatever happened with her. Um, I, I don't know. But um, from that point forth, then I kept an eye on that. Now, I in my office, I have some equipment. I sent you some links. I sent some of the, the tools to Julia, uh, some very simple tools of wide band receivers, metal detectors, that in case of, in an individual's been chipped, but also to seek out any potential hidden transmitters. Now, one of the things of, let's say, of radio warfare that a Prius car, which has a, a uh, hybrid battery, is one of the vehicles that they use for such an application because they can put the devices in the car, park the car, and it can run off the car battery for very long periods of time. And so if you're now dealing with a, a situation, take a look around your neighborhood. Has there been anything uh, attached, you know, that looks like an antenna to the power poles? There's a couple that I was working with a couple months ago that the um, power company had come in and put these transceivers or transponders on their poles. And they started having illnesses and hearing voices and everything else. And here it was part of uh, the psychotronic program. And they were being experimented on. They were being targeted. And this is, you know, so our awareness of around us and anything new or anything that has just started. And, and let, me, let me bring this up real quick. That let's say if, if you're just now being targeted with Psychotronics voice-to-skull technology, you may start to hear a tone you may start to hear something that sounds like a microphone being plugged in. It doesn't mean that the operators are proficient. They're probably stumbling around, trying to plug things in, may not know exactly what they're doing. They were handed some equipment, told to go out to a certain address, and you know, in, in their frantic of trying to get it up and get out of there, they may be out of sequence. So you may actually hear things prior to the the actual transmission that they want to give you and that was with a case now i need to let you know that i am targeted too and so what i'm constantly dealing with is a white noise and that started uh david when i started revealing about gang stalking it started when when i started revealing about psychotronics and if I leave the office and go, now I'm in uh, Idaho, so I'm wedged up here in the panhandle between Spokane and Missoula, so I can go into the Bitterroot Mountains very quickly. I can get on the road and just, you know, within an hour I'm in the back, and it all goes away. It isn't only until I get closer into town where there's cell, cell towers and Wi-Fi 
And by the way, Wi-Fi is one of the bigger uh, tools now used in offices. So if you've got Wi-Fi, what I've done is I've disconnected Wi-Fi. Everything that I use is Ethernet. It's all hardwired. I've gotten away from it, and that's actually have, has eased up quite a bit. So, it, again, if you start to hear these tones and things, they may be gearing up. It may mean that you've been mapped, you were in the grocery store, you were in the doctor's office, and by the way, that can be part of it, too, if you go and get a brain scan. If you may have been in a vehicle accident, that's one of the other problems. But the small devices that I was talking about, like I had sent to Julia and what I use in my office, on, on uh, Tinfoil Hat Club, on the page that I dedicated to Julia uh, for the Morgellons disease, I have those examples of those devices, and they're very cheap. You can buy them as much as 10 and $12, uh, the metal detector like 15 And so, yes, I am finding chips. I am finding uh, metal that runs through individuals like they, they're, they've been hybrided. They, they have always had unusual cat-like abilities uh, ever since they had this accident or ever since they did time of commitment or they were in the military. It's, it's becoming more and more. So I have found them. Now, it doesn't just because of being chipped doesn't mean that you're going to hear voices. You may be just it may be a tracking chip, but unfortunately, if it's in the top lobe of the brain, if you have it in your T and J, or if you have it in your groin, now unfortunately, some of the women have had abortions. When they're done, uh, they chip the women, and then later on, they may have sensations where they think an incubus or succubus spirit is bothering them when it turns out that in reality it's psychotronics. So the synthetic demon comes in all forms, including molestation. And so everything that I have been coming across, everything that I have found as I'm documenting, as, I, as I've been putting it into a category, that that's another part of this. When it comes to the psychotronics, the individuals behind this and their Luciferian doctrines are every bit as perverse as a demon itself. And, and I know that you know what I mean, David. When it comes to, to how demons affect individuals, they can be very sexual or they can be mentally tormenting. And in either case, psychotronics is starting to do the same thing. And I know when an individual that can't even hold a job anymore because he's in a sexual stimulation all the time. And you can imagine how embarrassing it is to try and function that way. So this is crimes against humanity. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. But it also shows you the depth of the evil for the very fact of implementing onto an innocent individual. Now, that also means children. And, and though I haven't dealt with a child yet, I certainly have dealt with children who have, who've had demons. So I suspect that that is the next stage. And there may be more of it, but parents, unfortunately, don't know, right? So they, they right. take the child to a doctor and they put them on drugs or they do whatever. In fact, the DSM-5 from the DSM-4 was rewritten specifically for those who have the psychotronic voice-to-skull technology symptoms, even Morgellons symptoms, trying to classify them as, as having psychotic episodes, that they're schizophrenic. So they've tried to cover their bases. So with that, um, 
again, whether it's a synthetic demon, meaning that it's psychotronics, or whether it's an actual spirit, in either case, an individual that is dealing with a spirit under the blood of Jesus Christ can remove it. When it comes to psychotronics, this is yet a a new game that um, I'm not quite sure. All I know is God's got to intervene. He's going to be the one to come in. We've got to come together together as one and petition God to cry out to him, to have him intervene for us. Because many of the individuals out there are suffering so bad that they're, they've lost all hope. And unfortunately, too, I, I, I need to say this, uh, is, is that some of the individuals have done their research and came across psychotronics, but in reality, they are SRA, and, and or they have a personality disorder, and they're demonized. And they're trying to write it off and say that it's psychotronics. So, and, and, and by the way, there's people supporting that. And what I'm finding is that I believe that this is a intentional disinformation to keep people from seeking true deliverance. So otherwise, they think their problem is psychotronic, when in reality, they just need some demons cast out of them. So I don't know if you've come across that, Dave. Yes, uh, we have, and it, it's so similar. And the technology and the strategies for splitting an individual was developed in a large part. Of course, it came through with uh, op- Operation Paperclip and the Nazis, a lot of these techniques. But Timothy Leary, back in the late 50s and early 60s, he did experiments on prisoners in the Massachusetts prison system, and he developed through experimentation on the government dime how to program people, and he did this under the guise of rehabilitating prisoners. And what Mr. Leary said, he said that at the point of the sexual act, that this was the place where a person was the most vulnerable and open emotionally for what he called the imprint. And what I bet we're going to see before this is over is that they are using psychotronics to break down and split the individual. That this is going to be a direct relationship here because it's always about the defilement of the individual and it always goes back to the sexual defilement to degrade and shame an individual. And this is indeed evil. And these people, uh, and this has come out through this Pizzagate scandal, just how directly these people are tied to the very downright Satanism. I mean, they're just uh, no other word for it. These people are evil, and they are purposely using this and targeting individuals. And I I guess one of the most obvious questions would be, how is a person selected uh, when, when they are looking to target an individual? How do they make these choices? You know, that is a very good question, and I have come across uh, answers for that. A lot of individuals have some military background. Now, I've had individuals who have actually crossed paths with senators or with issues of a military base or some, and they file complaints, have done lawsuits, or something to upset the apple cart. 
and this has been their punishment. Now, a lot of individuals uh, are women, and what, what I have found is that their husband has had some type of high-security clearance background check. So when they check for, you know, the, the, the criminal activity of an individual to see whether they're worthy or not to come on to, you know, a jobber, then they do the family. So when they profile the family, then women, the, the wives, tend to be more vulnerable to that, and then they're selected. I'm seeing a, a, um, a, a amount of information that is securing that, that theory. And so I warn those that if you have a husband who's in office, if you have someone who's working for a government facility, especially DARPA or, or any type of black ops, you may be potentially the next target. And it's because of the background checks that they're able to profile you. Now, of course, with NSA, there, you know, everything that you do, your, your habits of your search engines, your, your emails, your voice, you know, emails, everything that you do profiles you. Now, Jade Helm, when that, and that's going to be coming back, well, we'll see with, with, uh, Trump. But in any case, that was also a artificial intelligence operation. So what they were doing is they were going out and they were agitating people. They were pushing them to a limit. They were forcing them into a behavior that they normally would not have to deal with. And so the the artificial intelligence of Jade, Jade Helm was doing a cause and effect. And so the reason I bring that up, that let's say that you go to a doctor. Now, a doctor can do this too. You can be targeted by a doctor. I have information that certain uh, fast food restaurants or certain uh, breakfast uh, uh, restaurants that are chains um, have on site people who are looking for particular people. So you may be targeted just because of where you went to. And and so what they're doing is they're, they're seeing how you behave. They may come up to you and insult you. They may bump into you. That's part of what gang stalking is all about. And so they're trying to get to irritate you. They're trying to bring you into a state to where, as they monitor you, your cause and effect hits a particular format. And so it may be one that they haven't explored yet. You may have a personality that they're looking for. You may be a type of personality. And now I'm coming across this, Dave, and that is blood type. Okay? O negative is a universal blood type. Now, what what Julie has found out when, when we were doing the research is that those with O negative tend to be able to take electrical shock better than those of any other blood type. Now, I can attest to that because I'm actually O negative and I used to work with power all the time and unfortunately I would have to work with it live because I wouldn't be able to shut it down because of the situations and I was always getting bit here and there. And there were sometimes situations that probably would have really injured somebody, but I just shook it off. And then I found out later that those with O negative tend to be able to deal with electrical shock better. So if you're an O negative, you may be targeted. You may be one uh, that is, if not, you will be. So be very vigilant and understand your surroundings in case there's people that you are not familiar with.
people that are around your house um, that uh, that you know will follow you as a gang stalker because they they may want to profile you. Now you need to understand too that those who are the gang stalkers, those who are profiling, that they are in bondage as well. And I've taught about this that that cell phone that they're holding in their hand can either release dopamines and or anxieties. So if they complete their mission and they map you or they torment you in the gang stalking, they get a reward. They get a fix. Now, you can also relate that to a sexual stimulation. So there's a reward in that. But you're right when it comes to the demonic. They always revert to perversion. Always. That's the default. And in that perversion, especially when it comes to crimes against the innocent, crimes against children, that brings the demonic stronghold or the entry point to another level. That's part of what satanic ritual abuse is about. That's why sodomy. That's why doing it to a child. There's a fear there's uh, the, the hormones that are released in the brain through such circumstances when they're bloodletting, when they're actually capturing the hormones from the brain, they'll go up through the nose or into the eye, which is a horrible situation, and they'll capture it. And this is like a very high-dollar drug to them that only the elite have. But in either case, the demons, because of the crime being committed, because of the level of iniquity or sin... It takes it to a level of stronghold. So those where there is um, rituals done, the ground is tainted. The blood has been spilt. The same thing with abortion. The blood literally within abortion clinics, a great deal of it is flushed down the, the sewer. So the blood literally means that it flows under the streets of your town. And that means that the blood of the innocent is literally released within your town. So if you're having issues within your community, if crime is up, rape is up, uh, drug abuse is up, then there's a very good chance that that's the stronghold. So when it comes to SRA, when it comes to, to trauma-based mind control, it, it literally is one of the most horrible things to ever do to an individual, and especially a child. Women, unfortunately, tend to be the bigger victims of that when it comes to human trafficking. But also, uh, this is one of the applications that is for military. Um, I just did a teaching on Jesuits here a couple hours ago, and that's one of the aspects of becoming a Jesuit. You literally go through trauma-based mind control. You're broken down, and then the handlers then recreate you. And in that state, you're capable of doing anything. But with the potential of electronics now doing that, this is at a new level for the elite, for the Illuminati, that they've never had before. You know, God is omnipresent. He's capable of being everywhere. Uh, he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. But, but Lucifer and his minions are not. And so they need this network in order to accomplish what they're doing. And the only way they can accomplish it is through human interaction by the humans themselves committing the sins willfully. Now, they can be deceived, they can be tricked into it, they can be uh, bewitched, but in either case, a human does it. And without that human interaction, Lucifer 
and his fallen angels and the demons could never get to the point that they are. And whether it's through electronic means or whether it's through people committing crimes of witchcraft and divination, in either case, the outcome is the same, that when Lucifer is done with you, he puts you out like a cigarette. And that's what uh, we liked about your ministry and Julia Thompson, our audience is familiar with her. We did an interview with Julia, and she offers hope through Christ and spiritual warfare strategies. And that's what we want to offer to people tonight, that in Christ there are ways that you can fight back against this, and not to lose hope, but to go to the Lord and fight this thing. And is it true um, that there are some blood types that would be able to resist psychotronics better than others? Well, again, I believe it's the O negatives or the negatives in itself. Uh, The ones that do not have the rhesus monkey gene. Now, uh, I haven't been able to verify that, but it's looking that way. When we look at the Levites, when we look at the Ark of the Covenant, there were only certain groups that were capable of carrying that. The only ones who could touch it. Anyone else would die. You can remember when the one individual tried to stabilize it, and he grabbed a hold of it, and he, and he was killed. Is that the case? I don't know. But there's certainly an, enough evidence to go that direction, to investigate it. And it may be one of the reasons that there's an actual attempt now that those that are O-negative to accuse them of actually being the bloodline of the fallen angels. So with this attempt of, of trying to to demonize a group of individuals, then what they're doing is trying to take out those that may be the last stronghold or threat back to them. Is that the case? I don't know. But all I know is, is the more I look into it and the more the, t- the cards come on the table, it's starting to look that way. Now, I, I can't confirm it yet, but it, that's what I'm seeing. So you and think that the O negative would be the fallen bloodline, is that correct? Well, they're trying to say that it's the fallen bloodline in order to circumvent, to eliminate us that could, could potentially be the ones that stand against them okay. because the psychotronics are not affecting me. Now, whatever they're doing to me, you know, I have a bad day or I don't feel good. But in any case, I have a feeling that I would be a lot worse off. I think that what they've done to me in the past, that maybe some people wouldn't have pulled through it. I don't know. All I know is I've, I've taken a lot of electricity over the years, and I mean some big stuff. And, you know, I, I walked away from it. Now, is, is that the, the, the proof of that? I don't know. But again... It's one more bit of information that points in that direction. Have you ever had any thoughts about the RH negative? Um, no, no. And it, but again, it's a negative. It's not. A, it doesn't. It's not a positive. So that could be very well uh, the same thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, now there's some interesting symptoms that can. Uh, come about because of psychotronics and one of them uh, would possibly be a low-grade fever because this could expose you to uh, 
this kind of radiation that would raise your temperature in that way and possibly even frequent uh, urination or loss of bowel control? Are these possible symptoms of this type of exposure? Absolutely. In fact, I have an individual that if he does not do what they want, and they talk to him all the time, but he can't shut them up, and I just can't even imagine how crazy that would be. But if he doesn't do what they want him to do, they will make him have a, they'll make him lose his bowels. He will literally lose control. But he'll also have sexual, sexual stimulation and lose it in that sense. So it's a punishment. It's a, a being forced into compliance, pain compliance. Now the, the fever, obviously then that causes dehydration. So even if you're consuming water and, you know, it's winter time in most places, if you're always dehydrated, if you always seem to have a low-grade fever, then there's a good chance that this is psychotronics, meaning that it is a, a low-power microwave being subject to you all the time, okay? So like any, like, like OSHA, Occupational safety hazard, whenever they're looking at a situation that is harmful to the worker, they're looking for short-term and long-term exposures. So you may not get a burn on you. You may not get hit right away. It may be a slow, soft kill. And over a period of time, with dehydration, then you have organ failure or you have kidney uh, infections, um, or, or you can't think because you're dehydrated and you're, you know, your brain isn't functioning correctly. So all of these symptoms that are brought onto us, you may have. Many of them have been diagnosed as adrenal failure or adrenal problems. Um, and, and, and same thing with, with, let's say, a husband and wife that's having problems uh, having a child. The sperm or the egg may be being damaged, or or they have uh, miscarriages. These are all symptoms, and so like Julia, her blood is stacking. Well, that's a terrible situation because she's not getting oxygen. So with with the lack of oxygen, then her her system uh, is not you know healthy. It's not being brought up, so her immune system is being affected. So that means you're going to get the flu, you're going to get, you know, more germs, uh, you know, more things that, that normally would not affect you, now is going to. You know, I know a lot of people that once never got sick, and now they're getting sick all the time. And I, I know that it's not demons. I know that the whatever they may have had has been broken off, but now they're still dealing with it. And it's interesting because if they actually go on vacation and go somewhere else, uh, they actually come back refreshed and then gets, start to get sick again. So that's an indication that there's a device intentionally planted within the office or the home or the neighborhood. Now, that can also be public broadcasting. It can also be uh, the public service broadcasting, like fire and police radio transmitters, their repeater stations. It can come in all forms. It doesn't need to just be cell towers. But in either case, we're all subject to it. Now, the World Health Association or groups 
have turned a blind eye to the radiation. They know that it does this to us. They know in large wattage content that great harm can come. That's why they allowed smart meters to be installed. Smart meters is another issue. And, and by the way, smart meters are in two different bands. One of the frequencies is like Bluetooth. The other one is a lower frequency but a higher power, meaning that when they gather the data from your smart TV, your smart blender, your smart, you know, whatever, and they retransmit the information, they're retransmitting it on another frequency, and the receiver may not be close by, so these transmitters can almost do 30 miles. So that means they're high-powered, or at least several watts, which is a lot. And that means we're subject to a, a fair amount of energy all the time. And that is, you know, especially if you have an apartment complex, and I've had this, where people are literally up against a wall where all the power comes in, and they've got 30 smart meters within 15 feet of them. And they've got sinus issues, they've got uh, nightmares, night terrors, they've got all of these problems. <coughs> and when they finally move away from their location, then that all goes away. How about uh, smart TVs? I would avoid them. They're, they're unfortunately, you know, the, the ones prior to it, they were not smart, are going to be hard to get a hold of because they've sold out now and they're going to it. Uh, Toshiba uh, and all the other brands are really pushing it. And what this means, uh, by the way, the cameras that are on these new TVs, so they can literally watch you within your uh, apartment or house. And then it can be either rebroadcast through the Internet because you've got uh, Netflix connected to it or whatever you've done, and or through the smart technology. In either case, the new CMOS cameras that are installed in these are wide spectrum. So they're not just seeing white light. They're capable of going in the infrared. They're capable of going into the ultraviolet. That literally means that, like the scanners, when you go through the, the airports and they scan you, these cameras, if you stand up and you've got change in your pocket, uh, you've got a small caliber handgun shoved down your pants. They will know that you have that weapon. They will. They could count the change in your pocket. They'll know male from female, just from the simple fact that they can have image right through your clothes. Now that's actually old technology. Sony, I believe it was Panas Sony. Sony at one time made a camera that literally took pictures in the dark. I don't know if you remember. It came out in the late 80s. Yeah. And they had to take it off the market because the perverts were taking it to the um, beaches. And, you know, the, the people in, in swimwear only had one layer of, of clothes. It literally could see right through them. And then they converted it over where it wouldn't be, you couldn't use it in the day, and, they, and then they found out all you had to do was put a piece of tape over the sensor. So they finally took these things off the market. But the point of it is, is it's out there. And now they're in the TVs, now they're in uh, your, your VC or your recorders, and they're able to watch everything. Now the other is that it's able to map your living room geometrically. 
So if a SWAT team wants to come in, they literally know the layout of your house. And that can also be done by Wi-Fi, by the way. Now they have applications on tablets that when they come up to a house, and if you've got Wi-Fi in there, we're all familiar with Doppler radar, weather radar, right? The same method is applied. So with the human body moving around that has resistance to radio waves, then with their technology, they're literally able to see on a screen where you are in the room. And if they make entry, they know you're sitting down. If they make entry, they know that you're at the table before they even go in. That's how far advanced they are. That's just absolutely mind-blowing. And um, we are going to be taking a break here in just a couple minutes here at the top of the hour. And for those of you in the chat that have questions, and I know that there are a lot of questions, send those to Sister Donna. Put them in the chat, and she will forward them to me, and we we'll, can ask Scott in the second hour those questions. So go ahead and forward those to Sister Donna. And uh, one thing I'd just like to ask here before break, if you've seen any connection between, uh, you know, when you look at this gang-stalking phenomenon, these guys are getting paid. They're getting paid and a lot of these are just professional gang stalkers. You can see someone move from one city to another, and this gang stalking will be picked up by another agency and different individuals. And have you seen any connection between George Soros and the way that he organizes uh, his little band of hooligans and gang stalking? Well, George Soros, having his hands in high technology... The manufacturers of all of this equipment, that is where his hand is. But, if, but this is also part of the B system of controlling, of documenting, of monitoring, of, of being able to, to systematically force people into to different behaviors. Um, do I have anything that significantly points to him? No. But through the understanding of his hands being in, let's say, um, the, the same technology for voting machines. Uh, he owns those. The, the, the uh, human trafficking, those that, that are involved in that generally are involved in all of this together. And whether it's the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, the Belderberger groups, regardless of whatever it is, they're all in the same bed together. So if he's not directly related, he either controls or owns or funds whatever that operation is. All right. Well, it is the top of the hour, and we are going to take a break, and we'll just be taking a short break here. And after the break, we're going to have a lot more with Scott Hensler. I have just mind-blowing information, just absolutely mind-blowing. So we are going to have another hour with Scott Hensler, Electronic Armageddon, Mind Control in America. We'll be right back. You're listening to the all-new KPLU Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network.
You're listening to FOJC Radio, where truth in the Word of God is found. FOJC Radio, where you are on the fringe of your Holy Ghost encounter. Welcome back to hour number two of FOJC Radio Church tonight, Electronic Armageddon, Mind Control in America, with Scott Hensler. And one of our questions from the chat from Cot1TK is, has Scott written a book or have a website where he posts his research and findings? And we could answer that question and also start the second hour with giving Scott an opportunity to give out his contact information. So go right ahead, Scott. Yes, uh, well, I've got two websites. My original website is my name, scotthensler.org. That's where I have most of the teachings that deal with spiritual warfare. And then having to deal with gang stalking and psychotronics and, of course, uh, government issues, then the tinfoilhackclub.com. Now, most of what I have pertaining to the particular gang stalking and psychotronics is fairly new. So I haven't written anything other than having the shows. So if you go from there, you can go to the blog talk shows or you can go to the YouTube channels. I have all the links on the media page that have all the teachings. But when it comes to the spiritual issues, Second Heaven Invasion uh, was a second book that I've written. first one was on borderline personality disorder. And in there, I do talk a little bit about that, but not in the depth that, I, that we are today. But that has a lot of information on deliverance and making sure that any spiritual afflictions uh, are canceled and removed. And if you've still got it, then you would say that, yes, it's a psychotronic issue. Now, I have a condensed version of Hoodoo Voodoo. That's more for, uh, I, I took the basic chapters that were for spiritual warfare and so if you're an evangelist or you are a missionary and you're going to be dealing with deliverance, you're going to be dealing with witch doctors and so forth, that book is specific to that. Uh, Hoodoo Voodoo is in hard copy. All of them are on Amazon Kindle. And if you're in a pinch, if you email me, that would be scott at tinfoilhackclub.com. I would send that all to you in PDF form. I also have daily prayer coverings and Freemason renouncing prayers. It's all very important that we get cleaned up in many aspects. Again, if there's still things going on, then then we can say that, yes, it is a psychotronic issue. So with that, uh, that's where I'm at. Very good. And I think we're at the place where there's not a person in America that is not affected by Freemasonry because of the curse that comes from another gospel, the curse that comes through worshiping other gods through the generation, the curses that come through the involvement of the founding our nation and all of the pagan architecture, and on and on and on. And I think we're also at the point where there's not a person in America that isn't affected by satanic ritual abuse 
because as Scott has already shared in the first hour, the defilement of the blood. I know that underneath Evansville, Indiana, this city is defiled with the blood of the innocents. And that's true of just almost every major city in America. And we're also to the place where there's not a person in America that isn't affected by psychotronics to some degree. And these are all very unpleasant, difficult topics, but they're topics that we must deal with if we're going to live as God's victorious remnant in these last days. So I appreciate very much the information that's coming forward tonight. And I have a question here from Lois Glavin. I had my Bluetooth earpiece in my ear while at the grocery today. I was not on the phone, but kept hearing sounds through the earpiece. I kept opening my phone to see if I had accidentally dialed anyone. Could I have been being targeted? Well, I don't know, but I would suspect that any device that is a radio receiver... A Bluetooth is a transceiver, but it is a receiver. But if there's anything that's unusual that normally doesn't take place with it, that there's a potential or a chance. So like the device that I was talking about earlier that uh, that I sent to Julia, and then what I use here for trying to verify if anyone's been chipped, is also a device that will warn you if radio waves are being sent to you. So let's say that you set your cell phone down and you turn this device on. If you use a landline or someone else's phone at a distance and you call your phone, this device will react because your, your phone has come alive. Now, Bluetooth is like 2.4 gigahertz. That's in a very crowded band frequency. So it's hard to say. It could have been anything because the good chance that their scanners, you know, that the, the scanner that they actually hold in their hand, that they can walk around to your shopping cart or something, that may be on that same frequency, and you may have just been receiving it. But I now, any time that there's a signal, I mentioned the other night that I, I have um, a radio receiver. I'm a ham radio operator. I've been a ham operator since the 80s. That means that I operate shortwave radio. I operate uh, VHF radio for, for close range. And so I kind of collect radios. And I picked up a radio over the summer that's called a uh, Marine Navigator. And it has the beacon frequency that ships use to help navigate. Well, when I brought it home and, and turned it on for the first time, I started hearing a specific frequency that was what we call a beat. And what I had determined was that that was actually the frequency that was being sent to me. Now that I've moved into a new office in the past 30 days, I feel better, my head's clearer, and I no longer receive it on this, this uh, receiver that I bought. So different devices you know an am radio is a good device too by the way because it's very broadbanded if you take a hand calculator and put it next to a transistor radio on an am or some am radio that you have and you get it next to the antenna and you start pecking away at the at the at the keys you'll actually hear the tones come over the am radio 
And so it's the same principle. And your Bluetooth may have been doing just that. So there you go. Very good. Here is a question from Valerie17. My daughter has all of these symptoms, but I don't, and we live together. How can she be affected and not me, I wonder? Well, uh, again, we would have to distinguish, is it is it a true spiritual issue or is it a synthetic spiritual issue? A lot of women call me because their teenage daughters are being sexually assaulted by demons. It's actually a common call that I get. And the, the mother is not. So what does that mean? Well, that means generally that that came down through the father's side. So whether you're still married or not or whatever the situation is, because you're not being affected, it may then be a connection of the father's side. Whether he had masonry in his family, whether his mother was a practicing witch, or was he in the military and became, you know, promiscuous in, in different establishments overseas and brought something home with them. That's the other thing that people need to understand, that whenever you engage sexually, you become one flesh with that individual. And if they have witchcraft, if they have divination, if they have any of these curses, spirits upon them, there literally can be a transfer to them. So a lot of husbands and wives, well, maybe one, you know, cheats on the spouse. They come home and they've brought demons with them because of the person that they slept with. And then they have sex with their spouse. And now the, the demon transferred to the spouse. And now the spouse has issues. Now she has anxieties. Now, maybe she has uh, a high libido that she didn't have before because now she has an iniquitous pull towards fornication because of a perversion demon that got transferred to her. So, without sitting the, the child down and going through certain things, uh, I, I couldn't say. But certainly... Um, that needs to be rectified. No child should ever have to go through anything other than the love that comes from a family. That was never God's order. God never had that for us. In fact, we are the covering. When we're in Christ and we stand in, in the name and we are obedient, we go through deliverance, we break the curses, we stand against the wiles of the enemy, that is a protection over our children. And because the mainstream church has failed to do that, there are millions of children, teenagers, adults that are suffering needlessly when it could be just as simple as a prayer, a standing, a renouncing, a confession, breaking, casting out, whatever, whatever the method is, the point of it is, is to stand in the name of Christ. And unfortunately, Jesus is being removed everywhere. In fact, whenever I hear a sermon and all I hear is God, well, then I have to question, what God are you talking about? Because the Masons will talk about a God, the Luciferians will talk about a God, but it is Jesus Christ that is the defined line in the sand. And whenever I do a deliverance, I don't use any other name than Jesus. And when I use Jesus, the demons run. And also... Sad to say, many times, and even most of the time, 
in American Christianity the Jesus they're preaching isn't even the correct Jesus. Yes. And here is a question from Evangel. If a person doesn't use the cell phone, will they still be mapped via nanoparticles? Have you heard of Funvax, which targets what they call the God gene and shuts it down? Well, when we say the God gene, okay, their definitions, one thing that I, I have learned over the years is that whatever anyone whatever anyone tells me, whatever they experience or whatever they read, I don't take it at face value. Now, when we talk about the ability to connect to, to God, whenever we talk about uh, potentially going too far in being in the spirit realm, like uh, astral projection or necromancy, then when we look at the Freemason curses, then we look at opening up the third eye. And so the pineal gland can be a direct connection into the spirit realm that was never intended to be until the return of Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit doesn't work there. The question is you have to to get rid of the Freemasons' curses that may have allowed that third eye. You have to renounce the witchcraft that your mother may have been involved with or you did as light as a feather in, in school, played eight ball, a Ouija board, any of these things. So when they say cutting down or stopping the, the God gene, um, to define exactly what they mean, I would have to know more about that. The, the other is that the potential of altering genes. See, what they call God, again, uh, they may be trying to deny you uh, the, the next level of hybrid. I don't know. See, th- this is the thing. When, when they control the name or the definition of words, and they're the ones who are re- you know, giving this information out, I have to, to analyze it myself to see what they're talking about. Very good. Um, this is from Scott, or excuse me, from Cot One. Are they also using this technology for large crowds of population, such as convincing a geographic area to be against or for a specific political cause or agenda? Yeah, and that's been going on actually for a long time. Islands, in particular, are a perfect location for that because there's a containment to to verify 100% activity. So the question is yes. See, when they do in a large population, again, the factor of someone who is in Christ, who has the full armor of God, and that has been through deliverance, then they may not get the results, and they're unable to then come to a conclusion. See, that's one of the reasons they want to get rid of anyone that deals with deliverance, one of the reasons they want to get rid of of the name of Jesus. And that way, then, there's no protection. Um, Also, I wanted to mention, too, I remember the the question she was asking, that since she doesn't use a cell phone, um, using your cell phone doesn't mean that you're subject to being mapped. The mapping normally comes from a third party. So you're still going to still deal with that if someone wants to map you. But uh, that's always been NSA. That's always been DARPA. That's always been the CIA to do large 
groups of people. Um, for instance, uh, look here in a note I was doing a while back, Jim Jones, for goodness sakes. So we never did come to a conclusion on how they did that. Well, that could have very well been part of that plan, part of that technology. Yeah. Because this has been around for a long time. Yeah, very well makes you wonder. This question is from CB. If drinking spirits can make you more prone to be open to demonic influences, couldn't certain types of electronics do the same thing? Well, absolutely. And and the reason is fear. Fear, and that's why trauma-based mind control is so effective, one of the aspects, and you know this, that they'll take a child and maybe they'll give the child a puppy and then they'll kill the, the, the puppy in front of the child, bring an absolute fear of the horror of seeing the, the, the animal that they love die. When they then imply electronics into your mind to cause fear, to cause anxieties, to cause you to even behave in a manner, then that in itself can induce spirits. It's the same thing with an inequitous pool of a curse that brings you into a behavior that can then bring you into a demonic uh, infection. I call it an infection. Uh, An associate of mine down in Arizona coined it very well. Um, You can get the flu, right? But you're not the flu. Mm -hmm. So you can get a demon, but you're not the demon, so you're not possessed. So there is a difference between being infected with a demon and in in quote, being possessed. Mm -hmm. So when you are then brought into a situation where you would behave badly or that you would have fear, because fear and rejection are one of the two main aspects of demonic grab that comes into an individual, demonic transfer. Um, You can be rejected in the womb. There, There may have been conversation about abortion. There may have been one of the other of the two parents didn't want the child. There may have been a child that was born curse of the bastard and the other parent was never around. In either of these cases, this was not a willful act of the victim. They were victimized. And the devil doesn't play fair. Whenever a child is molested, then the demons transfer to the child as well. And, and, and you know that. That's how, you know, when we do deliverances for those who are satanically ritually abused, satanic or SRA also includes sodomy, also includes different sexual um, violations against an individual. And with that comes a transfer of spirit. And so that would be my answer to that. And the transfer of spirits is a very, very real thing. And a lot of times... This takes place within churches. And I have seen right here in Evansville, Indiana, Masons with their belt buckles on, their square and compasses, laying hands on people, praying for them. And the square and the compass is a sexual symbol. And every symbol in the Blue Lodge is sexual in nature. One, we were actually, years ago... We were going to write a book, The Sexual Teachings of Freemasonry, and there was just no way that we could write it in any way presentable. And I'll just tell you that it is rank, it is foul, it is just a Babylonian sex cult. And 
people, one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people can't get free of their devils to go on to deal with other issues is that they will not get out of churches that keep reinfecting them. And this is one of the things that uh, when people really get need, get serious about deliverance, they need to get out of these churches that are going to keep them in bondage. Um, another question is uh, a question slash comment. We often pray for God to cut the power cord to be unplugged in some cases. Do you think this would help with synthetic programming? Well, when you petition God and you're obedient and you are in a position that it is only He that's going to be able to take care of it, meaning that you have power and authority over demons because of Christ who is in you. You do not have power and authority over people. So if there's an individual behind the power cord, behind the electronics, behind the implementation of the devices against you, then that's an intervention that God needs to do. But also remember that the demons are that are within the individual that's causing the crime, you do have authority over. So I, I look at the, the whole big picture that as I wrote in my book, Second Heaven Invasion, when dealing with hybrids, a hybrid really, you know, if it's a Nephilim, that when it dies, it will be a disembodied spirit. So I, I virtually believe that because of what they're doing today, they're still adding to the generation of demons that are out there. But in either case, when you have a hybrid or a Nephilim in front of you, that you're dealing with something, though it is demonic, that it still has an attitude, it still has a personality that you're dealing with. So in that comes the confidence of knowing that you have the power and authority with God in you, given to you through the blood, meaning that the, the term's pistis, I know that I know that I know. I don't just believe. I don't just have faith. I know it. So when I do deliverance and I speak it, it is so. And in that confidence, in that, that ability to stand against the wiles of the enemy, that is when the demons cower because they can't fool us, they can't lie to us. So when you have people that are doing this, that is, this is a, uh, part of a new territory. I mean, th this isn't something that all of us have had experience with. So a lot of this is new ground. And my attitude, my venture, my application is just that. I'm still going to, regardless of the situation, approach it, that it is demonic, that God is going to intervene, because as I am, am a man of God or one who is obedient in God with Christ in me, then if God is with me, who can be against me? And it's that understanding of who you are that brings the victory. And so that's what I would tell anyone. That's how I'm going to do it. Well said. And while we cannot cast out an electronic impulse, we cannot cast out an older personality, but we can go before the Lord and ask Him to rebuke the dark powers that are motivating these individuals that are inflicting this, this electronic torment or that are controlling electronic personalities. We can go before the Lord 
and petition him for justice to speak and rebuke these dark powers. And this has pretty much answered this other question uh, from Signs in the Heaven. Can the Holy Spirit stop this, and can we use their weapons against them? Well, I have been four years. Now, we need to remember that many of the individuals that are doing this are not even human. Whether they're clones, whether they're a hybrid, meaning that they are the, literally the Lucifer line of Satan as reptilians, whatever the case is, they're not human. So if this is an application that's being put onto me, I send it back. I'm not sending it back to a human. I'm not cursing a human. I am not receiving it. I will not receive a curse. I will not receive a spoken curse. I will not receive a witchcraft curse. And in cases in the situation where I'm dealing with, I know, an ent entity, then I'll send it back. If it's demons that are stepping out of their own abode, I will send it back to them. And let me tell you, when it comes back to them, it comes back ten times. And it goes away and, and stays away. And we're talking about fallen angel technology that is being implemented by Luciferian Nephilim bloodlines for the intent purpose of implementing the final manifestation of the two beasts of Revelation 13. And it's nothing less than that that we're dealing with. Now, this is a question from me. Uh, in the book of Enoch, chapter 44, there's a very interesting passage, and I know from searching your website just a bit that you hold the book of Enoch in high regard. But in chapter 44, it says, Also another phenomenon I saw in regard to the lightnings, how some of the stars arise and become lightnings, and cannot part with their new form. And the book of Enoch actually speaks of fallen powers that take the form of lightning or electricity, and we're not able to revert back. Now, it, if the book of Enoch is credible, and I believe that it is, we could actually be dealing, if a person is being hit with psychotronics, that it could actually be part electricity or microwaves of some kind and actually devils or demons in the actual form of electricity. Is this too far out or is this a possibility? And I know a lot of people that have told me, and Julia Thompson verified this, that when she prays, it makes a huge difference. So is this a possibility? Absolutely. Now, we have to look at what is demonic. Well, it's a dark energy. Everything is molecules. We have the periodic table. We have gold. We have wood. We have plastic. We have human tissue. Everything is an element. Everything is carbon-based. And in this carbon base, there's a formation that either causes it to be a table causes it to be uh, whatever, uh, steel, you know, stainless steel, aluminums, because of, of the structure of, of the molecules. Something is holding it together, okay? If, if God wasn't holding it together, it would fly apart. So something keeps it together. So what these fallen angels have done, 
they've learned that ability to alter and change, to manipulate and control. And I believe that's what CERN is doing. CERN has opened the veil. I believe that we have entities in our domains now, in our worlds, that we did not have before. I think this is part of that time. So the alteration from one form to another to become as light or, or to become something else is completely possible. And again, it's fallen angel technology, but man has to use devices like CERN, has to use you know other means, whether it's HARP, whether it's CERN, whether it's iridium satellites, whatever the purpose is, what they're trying to do is manipulate the, the, the molecules. So we, we manipulate it through force, electromotive force, EMF, applied either through magnetics or electromagnetics. And in that electromagnetics is the, quote, spectrum. And in that spectrum, each frequency has a influence on each element. In fact, nanotechnology is a technology to limit the um, nucleus of an atom. So otherwise, it's normal pattern how the electrons flow around through through the, the control of amino acids and whatever um, patented form that they have. They literally control that environment and cause the element to now behave differently than we would normally see it in in, in physics. So the physics as we learned it in school is completely gone. So when you look at a periodic table, when you look at all the elements, go a thousand times more, go a million times more, because now they can manipulate and control it. So everything that you just said is absolutely possible. Absolutely. What do you think about Tesla's concept of the electric universe? Um, well, plasma, generally plasma, and so I agree with it. And because it's plasma, see, before, well, well for instance, um, Chuck Missler, okay, he was here in Coeur d'Alene. I used to go sit with him, you know, on Tuesday nights when he did his teachings, and, and, I, and I'm not going to support him all 100%, but before he would go through his studies, he would, uh, you know, he was a scientist. He was a computer scientist. He was in the military. He was a very brilliant man. He brought it to our attention that he had finally come to the conclusion that the so-called center core of our Earth is not the molten uh, lava or the or the iron molten that they originally told us, right? That it is actually a plasma. And if you have, if then therefore, if it's not a solid, that it is a gaseous area, then you have Tartarus, you have hell, you now have a space in the earth that now can be, uh, it, because of the energy of plasma, then can be manipulated and controlled, can expand, can contract, can hold, can transport, can open, can close, can do all kinds of things. Fluorescent lights are a prime example of plasma. Yeah, I think that um, Tesla's concepts, I mean, he is just off the hook, that guy was. And uh, I think he was really on to something there. It makes a whole I, lot of sense. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that he, I think he was a spiritualist, too. I believe just like uh, Edison, 
Edison and the others were actually, because they, Edison himself was a Luciferian, that they were then tapping into. So they were getting inside information from the fallen angels. Because we have to remember that the, the devices that were built in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, that in order to, to um, operate it, they needed specific materials that had not been created yet. Right? Different insulators, different conductors, different uh, uh, devices that needed, like vacuum tubes and so forth, the, the filaments, the carbons that were arranged. These were things unknown. And to be able to combine something together uh, in the way that he did, he had to have help. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. He was getting a little help from the other side. And I believe the people today that are putting together CERN and this technology we've been talking about, they also are directly working with these fallen powers. And a lot of them are walking around on two legs. But there was something that you talked about just deeply fascinated me. And I didn't know enough to whether it was true or not, but it just really rang true with me. And since this time, I've bounced this idea off of a couple other people, and they have both really agreed that they think you're really onto something here. But it's an amazing concept where you talked about in a church, when you have a soundboard, and you enclose this soundboard in a room that you actually create a Faraday cage. And through the placing of, uh, and I, the way I understand it, this could work with the cordless microphone on the preacher in the front, that this would actually create a Faraday cage that could cause, it could actually imitate the presence of God and imitate the voice of God and cause false revelations. Um, just speak to that for just a few moments. Well, I, I actually ran into it locally here. I observed it. I didn't know at first. I, I wasn't sure what was going on. And when they started encapsulating the, the soundboard, which is normally not what you do, if you're in a sanctuary, you want to be able to hear you know, the, the music and the sounds come in and blend it and, and set the levels accordingly, that when you put yourself in a room, then you've removed yourself from that environment. So that doesn't make any sense. Well, what's happening across the country is that's happening all over the place. And some of the larger churches in Phoenix, I called those people that I know that go to them, and they said, how did you know that? And I said, well, I'm just trying to find out. And said, sure enough, that their soundboards are being put into a room, too. And what that really means is the individual that's within the sound room in the Faraday cage is not going to be affected by uh, the transmission on the outside. Now, the particular church where I first learned this, or, or picked up on it, there were nine crystals that were placed on the stage. Nine crystals, okay, Lucifer nine. And so that's very strange. Why, that's why crazy. would a church that's supposed to believe in Jesus Christ have crystals, something of new age, and to have nine of them? Well, I, I took a couple pictures of my cell phone, and as I laid it out, I realized that each crystal was turned a few degrees. And with all nine crystals, they literally have covered 
one end of the sanctuary to the other, completely facing away from the pastor. So each one of them was a transmitter of a resonant frequency or a, 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 a Schumann resonance to give you a euphoric or to give you a feeling of enlightenment or that you've maybe you know come into that environment of the Holy Spirit. And being of low power, the closer that you would get to the stage or get to the pulpit, the stronger it would be. So in, in your not understanding, you would think the closer you were to the pastor, the more that you were feeling the presence of God. And so I stumbled across this completely by accident and was able to piece it together. But as I investigate, I'm finding that that's actually happening across uh, the United States. Wow. So this is something that is being intentionally done. This isn't just something inadvertently like, you know, we're going to put our soundboard in a special room. But this is something by design that they're intentionally doing for this effect. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you talked about people becoming infected in churches. That is a a problem that I'm working with and dealing with. I'll get someone nice and clean, get all the demons out, get everything done, and they feel good, and they want to go, you know, back into church and and fellowship, and they'll stumble into a church that has the kundalini spirit, has uh, different supernatural events because there's an infection Allowing, you know, the, the, the false Holy Spirit, a divination, to be within the church. So people will fall to the ground, they'll think they're drunk, they'll shiver, they'll quake, they'll do whatever. Well, this isn't anything to do with God. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to have you act like an idiot. He's not going to have you bark like a dog. He's not going to have you shaken like you're full of electricity. And so those who indulge in such things... When you go to lay hands, you mentioned about the mason laying hands. I I just cringe whenever I hear that. That is one of the biggest transfers, the ability to transfer a spirit from one person to another. Paul reminds us, do not be quick to lay hands. When I'm doing deliverances, and especially in a group deliverance, I don't call it mass deliverance, I call it group deliverance, that I warn everybody, when I'm praying and I'm laying hands on somebody, I don't want anyone else to touch this individual. And once in a while, sure as the sun's going to rise tomorrow, somebody gets up from a chair because they're a witch or they're someone else and we didn't quite catch it. And they'll come over and they'll touch that person. And now I've got to work extra hard at delivering them. That has happened before. I do not allow anyone to, to lay hands on me. Only if I know them, I know they've been through deliverance. Because there are witches within churches. Now, let me give you an example, if we've got time here. Yeah, we got um, ago, probably about... I went, I went to a barbecue, and I um, was discussing the issues like this to, to the people that were sitting around this little campfire. And inside the house, in the kitchen, somebody came out and said, there's someone on the floor, and they're flopping around. Well, you know, I knew exactly what was going on, because I was out there revealing... You know the 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 things that are that the that the devil doesn't want the Christians to know. So what better opportunity to circumvent that by having somebody manifest inside the kitchen? Well, when I went in, um, I should have followed my own rules, and meaning that I shouldn't have been quick to lay hands. But the woman was on the floor. I had asked somebody to help get her up into a chair, 
And when I grabbed a hold of her, next thing I know, I'm in a fight. Well, to make a long story short, she was a witch. She was not a Christian. This was a Bible study that she had infiltrated. And I had, uh, by accident, not paying attention, allowed this spirit to start coming on to me. Now, the difference here is that I knew what was going on, and not showing fear, showing stance, I didn't let go. How dare you touch a child of the Most High God? I whispered into her ear. I fought back until that thing finally went away. And the point of it is, is that even within churches, witches are sent, sorcerers are, are oh, sent, yeah. Freemasons are sent, Luciferians are sent. Unfortunately, the church has many, many people that are not God's people. And we have to be very careful about what goes on. It's why we're warned to test the Spirit. It's why we're told to search the Scriptures daily, to verify those things, to make sure that there's an order. God is a God of order, not a God of disorder. And if it's out of order, it didn't come from Him. Yeah, way back in the 80s, we had a witch that came into our assembly and actually gave her heart to the Lord and confessed that she had been sent in for that very purpose. So this is very much a reality. And when we talk about uh, the willful implementation of these things, like the bizarre situation with the crystals, when you think about people like Rick Warren now belonging to the Council on Foreign Relations, you can... uh, the, the connection between the American Evangelical Church and the New World Order is a very, very real one. And the multi-millions of dollars they have to uh, put on this dog and pony show, you know, the sky's really the limit there. And um, the uh, something else that you said, and I wholeheartedly agree with, is that we're dealing with new entities now. We're dealing with stuff that you cannot go down to the Christian bookstore and buy a book on this stuff. We are Star Trekking, if you will. And when God's people develop strategies, it's like the enemy is upping the game constantly. And we cannot be stagnant. We cannot come to the place where uh, we think we know it all, and we got our one, two, three solutions, but we have to be very militant, very aggressive, and something that you said in one of your teachings, you made reference to something that you called a soul-sucking spirit, or something of the like, and this is something that we have discerned also in ministry situations, and It's almost like the devil is pushing people to where they go over the line and he is able to inflict a knockout blow to them. And I believe that a lot of these hybrids and uh, these genetic mutations are actually being created as bodies to be inhabited by these devils that are being released from the abyss. But this reminded me of a scripture when I heard what you said in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13. And in verse 18, it says, And say, Thus saith the Lord God, 
Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people, and will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? And there has been a lot of verifiable information in the Pizzagate scandal connecting uh, this lady Abramovich, who is openly into voodoo, with the Podestas and the Clintons. And in voodoo, there is something very much like this, where they actually, uh, they'll have a little jar, and they'll attempt to put the soul of the individual in a jar. But just speak to this a bit, if you will. This fascinated me, the aspect of the soul-sucking demon or something to the effect that you spoke of. Right. Um, it can also be referred to as the essence of the individual. Reptilians like uh, Queen Elizabeth, when when her body finally gives out her essence, she'll transfer into a new one. She's very ancient. She's been around a very, very long time, part of the black nobility. But when it comes to, to capturing souls, when it comes to putting them into an, in a, a, a uh, capsule, capsulation, this is a practice being done uh, for a very long time. When you talk about voodoo, when you talk about different uh, methods of divination, that's one. But I believe that the fallen angels or the hybrids have learned this technique. And places such as uh, Dulce, New Mexico, where we have the underground facility where it is a known uh, ant bed, basically, of reptilians, of aliens, of hybrids, that on certain levels that they have a whole ward, a whole level dedicated to captured souls, to those people that they've mutilated, to those people that they've killed, to the human trafficking, to the individuals that they've brought out of Mexico with all the children, that they've captured their souls and they're literally captured into it that in the transfer that they would put it into another being that would be, let's say, of a of a cyborg. So the creature would be controlled electronically because it's a cyborg, but yet have a essence or a conscience of a human. Now that's a horrible, terrible situation to have anybody in. Um, the the situation with Lady Di, when she was killed at Pillar Three, when their car crashed. The information is there that an individual was there to capture her soul, that they had brought her essence into some type of chamber that they've held on to. So another thing that is practiced is called grave sucking. Now, those who have dealt with uh, the the healing rooms, and I hate to bring them up, but uh, there's there's a a the soul sucking or the the grave sucking. What it means is they take an individual to a grave and they have them lie on the grave to receive the soul of the individual that is buried there. Now, that was the founder of the original healing rooms in Spokane, and this is a practice done today. Well, that's not the spirit of, of the individual. That is a demon because what you're doing is you're doing necromancy, you're doing clairvoyance, you're doing divination. You're doing witchcraft. You're doing sorcery. And because you've opened yourself up, you're receiving spirits that are mimicking, that are uh, familiar spirits. Now, 
when you have an individual that's in that receives one of these spirits, because you have willfully received it, they can be a tougher case to deliver. Now, that can also be the case with satanic ritual abuse, by the way. The individuals that they may be SRAing, they may actually take their essence out, and then a reptilian or a hybrid can be what we call a walk-in. Now, I believe that Hillary Clinton has several hybrids or several clones, and that her essence has been gone for a very long time, and what we're seeing is a walk-in. We're seeing a walk-in of a uh, fallen angel. We're seeing a walk-in of a very powerful demon. And as bizarre and as crazy as it is, well, you know, look at the technology we have around us. The very essence of what's called black goo is another point. This is a, a form of energy that is, has literally become an essence of, of duplicating or falsifying God. This was in a movie called Lucy. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie, yeah. but it's a great representation you got to remember, Hollywood's always telling us what they're doing. This is part of esoteric, exoteric, meaning that they want us to see what we see and then there are subliminal messages where they don't want us to know. But in either case, the occult, meaning those things hidden, that in their teachings that come out of Hollywood, they're telling us what's going on. And when we see the movie Lucy, we see that a person has reached a conscious level that it becomes black goo and then turns into pure energy. And demons are black energy. Hybrids are black energy. In either case, they're able to transfer their essence. So it is a reality. It is a fact. The fallen angels have been doing it a very long time. Now, another thing, people who do um, astral projection... When they, the military calls it remote viewing. Okay. Now that can be through familiar spirits where you can have a chain of spirits that are, uh, you know, there is no distance in the spirit realm. So you can have somebody in Chicago who's monitoring somebody in Philadelphia. Or you can actually have the person leave their body, their essence, and astral project into the dimensions, then. You have time travel or you have the ability to go from one place to another in great distances. And there's a silver cord. We see this in scripture. So that means that there's always a tethering where they can come back to the body. So if somebody were to sever that silver cord, that individual would be trapped in the spirit realm. So this is a risk that witches do. This is a risk that those who are in DARPA or in the military, or Montauk, or whatever the, the application is, that if anybody's aware of this, that if somebody's in my office who is astral projecting, then if I were to then, in the name of Jesus Christ, take the sword of the Spirit and sever that silver cord, that individual could literally be trapped in the spirit realm to be ever damned, to be able to walk. It's like a curse, just like the sirens in, in the Book of Enoch that they, these were women who gave themselves to the fallen angels. They weren't taken, they willfully. And they, God was so horrified that he damned them. So they're a human soul that is damned that is walking the earth, and we know them as sirens, we know them as water spirits, we know them as mermaids. And so this is true. This is a fact. 
And so if anyone that um, has known somebody where you've talked to somebody and you literally looked into them and there was nobody there, I have done that myself. It isn't that it's a multiple personality. The essence of the individual or the soul was removed and there was a walk-in. And because it's uh, a, a entity of evil, that it did not, you were not looking at a human soul, you were looking at pure evil. And that, that's happened twice, by the way. And each of those individuals were someone who did hard federal time. And whatever happened to them, uh, the individual was no longer there. It was just the core person, the, 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 the shell that I was looking at. And I believe now that we are on the cusp of the escalation of the dark side that's going to culminate in the opening of the abyss of Revelation chapter 9. And this is no time to be playing fast and loose with the Lord. We need to really be serious with the Lord. And in Christ, you're not going to be vulnerable to this soul-sucking and all of this. But if you're not, there's no guarantee that you're not going to fall prey to the evil one and things are going to another level. They really are. And we need to take our spiritual warfare and our prayer life to another level. And we're at the top here for second hour and I just want to really thank all of our listeners that joined us tonight in the chat. Thank you for all of your your good questions and uh, your participation and uh, we didn't get to all of them but we got to most of them we got to quite a few I had to ask so many myself that we didn't get to all of them but thank you so very much and I think it would be and on the the issue of Hillary Clinton it's a known fact that this lady and I won't call her a lady this Abramovich woman who openly admits to practicing voodoo and Satanism, that she accompanied them on flights multiple times to the Caribbean. Now, in my conspiratorial mind, uh, I absolutely know what they're going down there for, and it's not for anything any good. And they're going to where they can do what they want to do without any fear of repercussion they think but I think it would be good Scott to just close out this evening with a word of prayer to intercede for those that are dealing with this issue and to close out tonight with a note of hope and encouragement for all of those that uh, there's nothing that the devil does to you that the Lord cannot undo that there is victory in Jesus and no matter what the situation. So why why don't you just close us out tonight with some prayer and intercession for all of those that are struggling with this issue. Yes, absolutely. Father God, as we enter into your presence, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your son, for we know that without him we could not stand against the wiles of the enemy. So Father, right now as I speak out, as I speak into the spirit realm with the authority with Christ who is in me, I serve notice on every demon, every foul thing that is not of you, Father. That in the name of Jesus Christ, for those that are suffering, those who are hurt, those who are wounded, those who are being targeted, 
that, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break, I bind, I rebuke, and I render to no effect all assignments. That as I come up alongside my brother and sister, sister, as I stand in proxy, that I'm in agreement, Father, that they will be free. And as this is taking place, Father, as these things are exiting and leaving, that every breath that they take brings a restoration to their body. As they exhale out, Father, the utterances of praises of you will be on their lips. And, Father, as they sleep tonight, come to them in their dreams and visions and reveal to them what you have for them in these last days. For it is no mistake they are here today. And in that, Father, in the name of Jesus, as they feel your loving arms around you, that all the depression, all the anxieties, all the fears lift. And for this, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And thank you, Scott, for sharing this time with us tonight. And thank you for all that you do. Thank all of the listeners. And we will be seeing you Saturday night on Now You See TV on the Midnight Ride. Till then, good night and God bless everybody. You're listening to SOJC Radio, where truth in the Word of God is found. SOJC Radio, where you are on the fringe of your Holy Ghost encounter. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.